Welcome to the MedTech Talent Lab, the number one catalyst for advancing careers and building high-performance teams. Sponsored by the Anthony Michael Group, helping companies secure in-demand talent in regulatory affairs, quality, clinical, engineering, R&D, and other areas for medical device, digital health, diagnostics, and other organizations across the U.S. life sciences sector. Here's your host, Mitch Robbins. All right. Welcome back to an exciting uh, new episode here on the MedTech Talent Lab. I say exciting because we're doing something different. We are live on LinkedIn as we are recording this. It's Wednesday. We are here each and every week on Wednesday, 11 o'clock Pacific, 2 o'clock Eastern, talking about all things talent related, especially as it relates to uh, the MedTech industry and the life sciences at large. My name is Mitch Robbins. I'm the host of the show, joined as always by my right-hand man, Adam Sapi. But we are from a company called the Anthony Michael Group. If you're tuning in for the first time, uh, we help organizations across MedTech to build high-performing teams, primarily areas like regulatory affairs, quality, uh, clinical. We've got an up-and-coming practice on the commercial side in market access and reimbursement. Um, but we're here each, every, each and every week talking about all things talent-related with a different topic each week. Um, and then we invite guests onto the show on Wednesdays uh, to come in and talk with us and add their value. Today, Shandon Hayes is with us. Shandon is formerly the global talent acquisition leader at a company in the industry called Natus Medical and now is um, finding her way. She's going to figure out what the next steps are. She's probably either going to do some consulting or bless another organization with her talent skills. But I'm happy that uh, she's here with us. But today, this is for you guys. We wanted to come live on LinkedIn for anybody who happens to see this now live and in living color or sees the recording back, we're going to be talking about the fastest ways to land your dream job, especially if you've been laid off. And what prompted this session is because I think it's pretty apparent every single day we're seeing which companies, you know, are next on the chopping block with layoffs. We're seeing these stories on LinkedIn about how one I saw the other day, somebody was on maternity leave, didn't even know they were going to be laid off. Another one, I think, was in the hospital and got the news on their email. I mean, crazy stuff going on, right? Yeah, she's under anesthesia. I saw that one. Oh, geez. uh, Without further ado, guys, thanks for being here. How are you? Doing well. Great. Good. I'm going to pull up, uh, if I can, on my other side, I'm going to pull up the the LinkedIn feed um, and see if uh, there's any questions in real time. Because guys, as we are broadcasting here on LinkedIn, if you are watching the feed and you have questions, chime in. We want this to be interactive as possible. As a matter of fact, what I would do is if you see this right now, just simply click, you know, type in the comments here to let us know that we're here and we will engage with you as we can. So we just lost Adam, which is unfortunate, but I'm sure he'll be back in a moment. There he is. But let's dig in. Let's talk about what I know for a fact is not working when it comes to looking for a job. I've been reading these articles lately about how some companies are getting three, four, five hundred applications lately for jobs. Imagine somebody on the other end of that going through 500 applications or an AI tool going through the applications and trying to screen for certain keywords or certain types of experience, but not really being trained necessarily on exactly what to look for or how to stray from what might be, you know, the ideal, but what might still work for that role as well and not know how to pick that up. And you are allowing 
this scenario basically to dictate whether or not you're going to be seen, heard, and have the opportunity to move forward in an interview process. Guys, there's a much, much better way to do this. And today we're going to share with you some tips of the trade as far as what are, what do we do as headhunters? How do we go rise above the noise in a very, very, very competitive market of recruiting and get somebody's attention when we need it, whether it be the candidate side or the company side? I'm going to throw it to you guys for a minute. I'm going to take a break for one second, check our feed and ask you to throw out an idea or throw out an opinion of, of what I'm saying or maybe an idea that we could just start to hit them head on with of what they can do instead. You want to start, Adam? Sure. Well, and, and we've talked about video before and I and I lean on this so much and I've ta- I tell people this every single day, you know, the current situation is not working well for either side. I've, I've talked to talent acquisition, HR people, they're going through, you know, 400 app, you know, 400 applications and, and that doesn't serve them. Uh, we're also seeing on the candidate side, like I, I've applied to 302 positions and I'm not hearing back on, on any of them. So that it's not serving them well. So be proactive use video content. That's going to help you rise above the noise, help re- or reach out to hiring managers directly, follow companies, you know, th- things that we've talked about before, being proactive rather than just apply and sit in the black hole with, you know, three or 400 other people. Yeah. And there it goes again. Um, I And I think that as you, you reach out to hiring managers, recruiters, be specific, you know, about what you want. Uh, one of the hardest things for me as a talent acquisition professional is to get the email of somebody blindly sending me their resume and saying, hey, do you have anything at your organization that might fit my skill set? And knowing that a lot of recruiters have, you know, 30, 40, sometimes 60, 70 recs on their plates, they just, we'd love to do that, but we don't physically have the enough hours in the day. But if you if you change that message a little bit and say, you know, hey, so-and-so, I've applied for these two specific jobs because they align with A, B, and C, which is what I really want in my next career. Your organization really aligns with my skill sets and my interests. So as you're reaching out, be specific. And then the other piece of that I think is really just know what you want and what you don't want. And that will help you to weed through all all of the myriad of job postings too that are out there because I'm in that boat right now, right? Like I'm I'm a candidate, which has been a, a very eye-opening experience. But knowing what you want is going to be important. Don't spray and pray. Don't rage apply. That's a new, the newest thing I've seen because you want your next job to be like great and fulfilling, right? That's exactly right. And I, I, I'm glad that you brought up this whole rage applying. I, how many terms can we come up with in a, in a year's time, right? The great resignation, the rage applying. I mean, it just it goes on and on. But here's the thing. Rage applying does nothing for anybody. It doesn't do any good because let's just say that you rage apply and then it turns out that you applied to something that you weren't really interested in. And now you've taken up that person's time. They're reaching out to you. And you're like, what is this? And you don't don't even remember how good is that going to look on you uh, at, at that point, right? And how great is that of an impression that you're going to make with that company? So here's what you need to do instead. Let's say that you've been laid off. You need to stop for a minute, okay? Just take a yeah. breather and stop. Say, where do I get my energy? When I'm at work, historically, with the responsibilities that have been on my plate, where does my energy get boosted and where does it get taken away from? Because we all have a whole pie of responsibilities, right? Some we really, really enjoy, some we really, really can't stand. And the goal is that if you're in the right role, more of your responsibility should be giving you energy than taking it away. And so I would ask Mm -hmm. yourself that, what do I really get energy from? What am I excited about when things, certain events are happening at work, I've got a certain meeting coming up, or we're working on a certain type of deal, we're working on, you know, in our world, a certain type of product development, where is my energy? 
and what sucks it. And you want to make your columns and really be honest with yourself and say, you know what, this, 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 and this gives me energy. Great. Now, how can you put that into a scope of a job? What types of jobs help fulfill those types of responsibilities so that you can work on what you like the majority of the time? Now you've got that. Now what you want to do is you want to create a list of organizations that you have respect for or that maybe you've never heard of and you want to do your research online and you want to say, what are they doing? Let's just talk in terms that we know in our industry. What is their therapeutic area? What's their funding like? Are they commercial yet? Do they have a product pipeline? Are they going to need help with from folks with my type of skill set? Then you want to look online. You want to try to find reviews. You could use Glassdoor. You could use uh, LinkedIn feeds. You could use articles. What is the news saying about this company? What are people that work there saying about this company? Okay, now you've taken a huge list. Let's just say 100 companies. And you've narrowed that down to hopefully, let's say, 40, 30 to 40 companies, 20 companies. You've done your research. You've done, you've been honest with yourself about what's important and what type of role you want to work with. You're being honest in terms of the scope, the size of the company that you want to work in the, you know, hypothetical culture that you want to be a part of. And now you've got a finite list. Well, now it's go time. Now use the powers that be, use LinkedIn, pay for sales navigator if you need to, or recruiter. These are tools that headhunters use all the time that gives you the back end of LinkedIn, which gives you more access to a broader network of people and start trying to find ways based on what you know about these people and these companies to add value. Leverage your network. If people know these people, make get the warm introduction to them. And yeah. offer first, ask later, right? Gary Vaynerchuk always says, jab, jab, right hook. Is that right, Adam? Is that how he says it? Jab, yeah. 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 Value, jab is value. you're offering Before value. Before you ask for something. Right. Yeah. You're offering value. You're offering value. You're offering value. You're putting goodwill into the bank instead of trying to take out of the bank when there's nothing in it to begin with is how I'll to best explain it. And then try and set up these exploratory conversations. That's one avenue. We've got so much to share with you guys, and I'm excited about this because I really want the people listening to this to, if they're hearing this and it resonates with you, take action. These are ways that we, myself, for 15 years have helped people and built companies by these strategies that we're sharing now. So thoughts on, on what I'm saying as far as really taking the time to understand yourself and then building this targeted list? Yeah, if I could yeah. just piggyback on what you were saying, I, I recently uh, listened to a podcast with Mark Manson, the the subtle art author, and and that guy, and and so he he knew he was burned out, he knew things were not working well holistically, but he couldn't put his finger on it. He left and literally got away. He was going to take a month off and it turned into six months. But during that time away he realized what type of projects and what type of work he was missing and what type of, you know, projects and work was really sapping his energy and he, it was negative. So then he was able to, so I'm saying if you were laid off recently, now you're in that situation, like, what do you miss most? You, that's going to help you fill in your buckets. Like you were saying, Mitch, like, you know, fill this in and, and really come up with what you thrive in, where you can add value to a company, what you enjoy doing, and then also distill what you don't enjoy doing and what you're not good at. So yeah, I think that step back, a forced step back, a forced uh, layer of detachment can be good. Use that to your advantage. And, yeah, absolutely. And if you're somebody that's a job seeker that is listening to this and just thinking, holy crap, that sounds like so much work. This pays off in spades, not just in, a, you know, narrowing down and, and applying and maybe getting that first conversation. This helps you through the entire interview process to align your value proposition, because guess what? You're a valuable human being. You have great skills to offer a company. So remember that. Yeah. And it also 
helps you to ask good questions, which recruiters and interviewers love, love answering good questions as you're going through the process, which shows a genuine interest in the company. So this upfront work is, it might feel like a lot and it will just continue to move forward and it will help you to figure out if the company that you're chatting with is the right fit for you. So I always say like interviews should be conversations, not interrogations. You're dating, right? So, you know, don't, don't feel like this is all like all the power is with the company. As not only that, but, but you're right. I just want to call out, this is hard work. What we're teaching you is not just, I'm going to sit down tomorrow and bang this out and be done. This is hard work, but we're also teaching you skills for the rest of your career that any time this ever happens to you again, you have a system that you can put in place on your own and rely on yourself to make it happen and not have to rely on, oh, you know, I've got a buddy who says he's going to make an introduction. The introduction fell through. It didn't come through. Or I applied to the exact job I want. I never heard a word back. This is putting the agency in your court to be able to really create the future that you want by these series of steps that we're giving you. You know, the other thing I want to mention too is what Adam said earlier, the power of video. There's a gentleman who's listening to this right now. I know for a fact he is. He says over the last two, if not three years, I'm still the only person that reached out to him through video. All the preachings that are out there about, hey, people want to connect, people want, people appreciate, you know, different ways that you can rise above the noise. Here's a strategy. It's through video. All you got to do is get on and do it. Still in three years, Apparently, I'm the only one. This is super, super, super powerful, okay? For those of you who are uncomfortable with the idea of video, you can use an audio. There's an audio feature, too, on LinkedIn that nobody uses, where you can send an audio message. And is this LinkedIn mobile? On the LinkedIn app. Yep. Okay, gotcha. On the LinkedIn app. And so, and and I'm not saying it's a whole presentation of who you are. I'm saying, hey, Adam, great to connect here, man. I did a lot of research on XYZ company. I noticed that you guys are doing this. One of the things that I most recently did in my organization was XYZ. I'd love to chat with you and see how I can offer some help or some insights. Would you be open to maybe a virtual coffee in the coming days? Let me know what your thoughts are. Thanks so much. Boom, done. Yep. That's it. And that, you know, just to, to piggyback off of that, that was one of my, you know, kind of secret weapon tools is reach out to recruiters that work for search firms. Mitch and Adam are phenomenal. They can help you get pitched to a company. So maybe you're somebody that is introverted or like you just haven't worked your network in a while. These guys are doing it every day and just saying, hey, you know, this is where I have some opportunities to develop. Can you help me? But here's where my strengths are. And they can help you get your foot in the door. I appreciate so, that, Shannon. Yeah, we we do that a lot where we'll create really a marketing campaign on somebody uh, for somebody and yeah. get out in the marketplace with the goal of, you know, setting up some confidential exploratory conversations for them. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So and I talk- think that's good too, real quick, Adam, if you're still employed and you're looking for your next step, what Adam said is, is really true that a lot of people don't know. They can help you set up confidential conversations if you're uncomfortable with your current employer finding out that you're looking. Yep. Yeah. And medtech such a small world. You have to you have to maintain anonymity yeah. or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or or it's gonna torpedo everything. So um, we're getting some great feedback in the comments. You know, um, oh, how you doing, Karen Deep? Nick's here. Nick said Mitch forgot to nice. mention that his video message to me worked. 
That, thank you. It's true because it's different. If Nick is getting message after message after message in his inbox and also a video comes through, it's the first thing you want to know is, well, I haven't seen this before. And the vast majority of people yeah. that I reach out to through video tell me that all the time. Wow, this was awesome. I haven't seen this before. I didn't even know you could do this. Uh, I Karen, always you know, on the video. I'm a sucker for the videos. Uh, he's saying audio messages yeah. are a great way to stand out. It is rare. I get one, but it always gets my attention. It's awesome. So the point is, today's conversation is helping you to understand that it is possible to take routes that are maybe not necessarily, what's the word? Uh, typical, I guess is the word, right? Yeah. The typical Being route. The and it's okay yeah. to go against the grain because that's how you make noise. And you want noise so that you get your message heard so that you can get accomplish your goal, which is to have some conversations that will lead down the interview path, right? Yeah. Yes. And, and so we talked about leveraging Headhunters. We talked about creating your targeted list. We talked about taking the time to truly ask yourself, be honest with yourself, what it is that you're trying to accomplish in your next step. We talked about the power of video. I want to talk about the power of your referral network, even if it's cold, and the power of social media posting. Okay. You see a lot of these posts out there. I can't believe it. After 20 years, it's happened to me now. Anybody who knows somebody, I'm open to work. And yep. to LinkedIn's credit and to people's credits out there, there's been a lot of engagement on these posts. Been supportive. So, yep. I'm an advocate. Put it out there. Put your yeah. story out there. Yep. But make it do yourself a favor and to try and be as authentic to yourself as you can and not necessarily copy the way somebody else wrote it. Be authentic in the sense of, you know, if you're okay with the fact that you got laid off because you were ready, okay. If you are completely shocked, that's your story. But make sure in that post you're super, super dialed in as far as what type of opportunity you're looking for and what value you can offer and what outcomes you've delivered. If you can do that, you're pretty much helping the recruiters at that point or the hiring managers who've seen that point understand the value that you're going to bring to them. And if they understand the value that, that you're going to bring to them, not only are you making their jobs easier, but it's like it's turnkey for them to reach out to you versus, hey, I, you know, I've been in this company 25 years. I got laid off too. anybody who knows anybody I really appreciate. Well, now you're making somebody work. What does this person do? Yeah. Where do they work? What's their background? You're making them work. Don't make people work because people are busy and they want to help you, but yep. they're busy. Thoughts? Yep. That's the biggest miss. And I've, I've commented to some people and shared that with them. I get it. Hey, you want to be kind. You worked with a bunch of talented people. You're blind. Like those, like you said, copy and paste templates. And, and I'm not trying to minimize that at all. But what, gosh, I would say 75, 80% of the people I've seen those posts have failed to do is what's next. Instead of, hey, you know, please, please don't ignore this post. Please like and share it or engage for a reach. Yes. But where is that going? A bunch of eyeballs don't necessarily help you if you don't share what specifically you're looking for and where you can add value. So I think that has been a, a miss for a lot of people. As far as the referral network, I want to talk about it as if it's cold, because I don't think that a lot of people maybe respect the value that a referral network offers, especially in times of need. And so what happens is it falls, it falls lower down the priority list of keeping up with people. And we've mm -hmm. and, and maybe part of it is subconscious, but the truth of the matter mm -hmm. is we're all busy. We've all got our personal lives to handle. We've got our work deadlines and our work pressures to handle. And as much as we love these people, maybe not always is there an, a regular investment in, in keeping those relationships warm. And so I want to turn it to you guys first. If you had a referral network that has gone cold, you meaning when I say that, you know a bunch of people, but you necessarily haven't been in touch with them for a while. What would be your guys' mm -hmm. first steps to try and re-engage those people? That's a good question. I'm And, you know, for me, a lot of it is virtual. All my friends joke, I live out in the boondocks. So a lot of my network isn't physically near me. So I know one of the, th and I am horrible at times at keeping up with my network. 
Sometimes it's just as simple as, and again, being authentic and true to yourself. I'm kind of a goofball. So I would be the type of person that said, hey, haven't chatted with you in a while. Was thinking about you, wanted to wish you happy international hat day or whatever, like obscure holiday. You know, let's connect for a call. Let's have some coffee. Or I might call him and leave him a voicemail. I know that's really weird. But I think that just saying, hey, we haven't talked in a while. I was thinking about you. Would love to, you know, catch up, see how you're doing and be genuine about it. And Adam, I'm going to pause for a, a, a quote unquote commercial break. Guys, if you're listening to this live, this is a part of the MedTech Talent Lab podcast that we host in two different forms. Each and every Wednesday, we're here 11 o'clock Pacific, 2 o'clock Eastern. We've come back to LinkedIn Live for the first time here in a long time. But we have a whole group that meets virtually just like this every week on all things talent related each week with a different topic. So if you want to join the group and be part of this, let me know. We can get you a link. Um, you can send me a DM. I'll get you in the group. Secondly, I have the pleasure and the privilege of interviewing best in class leaders straight from the industry in recorded form on a regular basis. So many great stories and trials and tribulations and success about building teams, all of the things related to talent. Check it out wherever you consume podcast content, the MedTech Talent Lab. If you are here with us live on LinkedIn, just throw a comment down to let me know that you're you're here. We'd love to hear from you. It helps also with the uh, unbeknown powers of the algorithm to get this message in front of your other friends and colleagues so that they can benefit from hopefully what we're giving you today as far as the value of landing your dream job as fast as you can, especially if you've been laid off. If you've got any questions or comments, of course, throw them in here. We'll address them live on the show. Back to you, Adam. How would you re-engage your cold network? Well, one, I would say try not to have it go cold, right? That's ideal. Um, do as I say, not as I, you know, as I do, because that's tough to maintain that like Shandon. But yeah, and I think authenticity, I think humility, you know, in this context is going to be key. Hey, look, life happens. We haven't been, stayed in touch as much. I was part of this layoff. You and I, I really valued our working relationship. You know, so-and-so hiring manager, if it's not too much trouble, if you if you can, I understand however you want to word it. But if it's not too much trouble, could you at least, you know, shoot them a note and just say, hey, I worked with Adam back at this company because I don't, I can't think of any hiring manager, any logical hiring manager in the world where if somebody on her or his team that they trust came to them and said, look, I worked with this person. I'm vouching for them as a person and, and their professional skill set and their whatever else. Whether I have 400 applicants in my ATS or I'm not even actively hiring, I for sure will talk to that person, if nothing else, just to appease the person on my team. So that leaning on that, I mean, that's the best way, most efficient way of getting in front of a hiring manager. So if you can humbly go to somebody that is in that sphere of influence of that person and just go, you know what, Mia Culpa, you know, I owe you one. Uh, I owe you a big one. Can you at least pass my name along to this person? If so, gosh, I'd be truly grateful. I think that will go a long way. And then just the karma piece. I can think of two people by name. They're going above and beyond trying to get other people jobs. They're in the same boat. I, I know one I, I could think of, you know, uh, I, won't, I won't mention her by name, but she's reached out to me. She's, I've seen her stuff on LinkedIn. I'm like, holy cow, look at that. Like she's, she's actively trying to help people that in theory are competition to her and she's still doing the right thing. I'm like, this is amazing. So I know that's going to come back to her. For sure. I love what you said about the humility and the vulnerability piece, especially if you haven't been in touch for a while, right? Yeah. Take yeah. responsibility. Look, it's my fault. It's my fault. I respect you. I love you. You know, whatever. Yeah type of relationship you have, it's my fault. Yeah. We should be in better touch. And yep. not only that, but it just so happens to you, I'm coming in, coming to you at a time of need, crazy enough. Yeah. And, yep. and I would do your best to try and get these conversations live 
I don't care if you don't live locally, at least get on a, a phone call, if not a, a video call and be able to reconnect that way and try and, you know, warm that connection up before you just come out with the ask. But at the same time, that's what your network is for. That's what a network is for. It's because I guarantee you, if that person was on the flip side of this situation, they'd want your help. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. One other thing I want to mention, yep. though, but Shannon, did you have another thought before I move on? Yeah. And, and you can connect with people that maybe you weren't even like you didn't have to be buddy buddies with them. Right. And your cold network might not even know that you're in the market and they might have an opening. So you'd be like, hey, man, I owe you a big one. And they're like, wow, you're saving our heinies because we've got these three openings. Right. And you're really great. Right. You know, you just yeah. you never, ever know. Never and know. yeah, we have this opening you didn't even know about. Wow, this is huge because I'm doing this person's job. Secondly, I like working with you versus Joe Schmo on the street, who I may or may not like. So you're saving my butt and I'm saving your butt. It's a win-win. That's exactly it. But without putting that out into the universe, they nobody knows. So yeah, yeah good nope. call. And don't, now is not the time to be afraid to ask for help. Now is not the time. Yeah. If you need the help, ask for the help, right? And people are, most people are good human beings and they actually feel good helping others when they can, Yeah. right? Altruism takes over. Yep, exactly. Second thing is don't be afraid to put up the open to work banner. I know I've talked to a couple of executives where they were a little timid. They're like, uh, I don't know how that's going to look. Look, this is the market that we're in. There's people just like you doing the exact same thing. All you're going to do is increase the opportunity for visibility online from the people that you want to be visible to. And that is prospective hiring managers, talent acquisition professionals, and headhunters themselves. And for those of you that don't know, when you use that open to work banner and you select that you're open to work, that helps flag your profile when recruiters are in LinkedIn doing searches for people like you. They are more likely to reach out to you if you put that you're open to work. Awesome, guys. We're getting a lot of engagement in the comments. I want to go down through some of these questions that we're getting. So one of the questions that came in is so relevant to what I literally just said, but I I want you guys' input. What do you think about displaying the open to work banner on your LinkedIn profile? What are the pros and if any, any cons? I can't think of any cons unless you're unless you're gainfully employed and you uh, <laughs> and you post that <laughs> and 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 then a hiring you know your boss sees that and goes hey why are you open to open to work other than that I don't see any downside I really don't and maybe if we understood a little bit more about what the potential fear is that is going through this person's mind we could maybe mm-hmm. put them at ease or you know validate that okay that is a fear but yeah if we know maybe more what the concern might be happy to address it in my opinion I see yeah. zero zero cons what. And even if you're taking some time off and, you know, if you if you were laid off or you find yourself unemployed, right? I've had my open to work banner up for I've taken three months off just to, you know, rejuvenate myself. But I have been always open to having these conversations with people. I don't think it makes you look desperate. I think that might be a little bit of a fear that people have or like, hey, I'm just throwing myself out there. People, I think that as a candidate, you need to remember people are looking for you. Recruiters are looking for you. Hiring managers are looking for you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And it's on LinkedIn. It's not on TikTok or Instagram, whatever. So that's why you're on LinkedIn, right? Is to network professionally. So there you go. Yeah. I think that's an ego thing um, rather than a strategy thing. So if you did uh, make a really good TikTok video and sent it to a recruiter, like if you sent that to me and it was a really good TikTok video, I would totally talk to you. Against the against you go. brain ideas. Totally. So there's a, another uh, question on here. Kamal, and if I pronounce your name wrong, I apologize, but uh, she asked, what do you do if a recruiter or the hiring manager goes to you even after several follow-ups 
they continue to act in the same way. There was a movie and a book many, many years ago called He's Just Not That Into You. Move on, move on. They're not worth your time. And recruiters and hiring managers, knock it off. If you don't have the availability to hire right now, just tell somebody. Just tell your candidates that you've engaged. But yeah, if you're getting ghosted, move on. I would say too, before you move on, yeah, don't give them the, you know, don't let them suck that energy out of your your soul or psyche or whatever. But I would try different platforms because I, you know, I've been like, "Ah, I've been ghosted by this person. Well, they're just not getting your emails or for whatever reason, they change phone numbers. They're not getting a voicemail or they're not getting, you know, LinkedIn's pretty tricky, but you can see who's viewed your messages on LinkedIn. So if you've sent two or three messages and their face is not up there in color or that, you know, the check mark shows it's delivered, but you're not, they're not actually seeing it. They're maybe not even actually ghosting you. So I would try a couple different routes and just take the assumption of, Hey, I haven't heard back from you. So I'm, I'm assuming you were able to hire that quality engineer. If that's the case, congratulations. I know that was an important hire. I would welcome the chance to maintain open lines of communication with you. And maybe next time around or the timing's better, whatever, be cordial about it. Don't be like, you're a jerk. Cause you ghosted me. I definitely don't, don't recommend burning any bridges, but I would try two or three different angles before you and then then like your point Shannon just keep move on and just keep going so so a couple of things I just want to clarify there's one caveat to what you said about the face showing up in the LinkedIn messages as a read receipt yeah. you can turn that off so some people have it turned uh, off and it only will okay. show a check mark but a lot of people don't and they don't even know, know about that. that so the vast majority of people's faces will show up you know okay with that said I would say it depends on how many follow-ups you've done if you've done one follow-up versus seven follow-ups, clearly there's a big difference, right? Yeah. I would also yeah. say that if you've done one or two follow-ups and it's been a short period of time, maybe a week or something, God forbid that person's out super sick. We've had too many experiences yep. where we thought people ghosted us and it turns out they had COVID and couldn't even do anything. But yeah. assuming that that's not the case and that you genuinely have followed up, like Adam said, you could yeah. send maybe one more message say, I write this respectfully. I was genuinely interested and excited about your organization, the way I was treated throughout the interview process. I was excited because of X, Y, and Z. I thought the value that I could bring based on what I heard was this, this, and this. And quite honestly, at this point, I'm a little dumbfounded as to why I haven't heard back. If you've gone a different direction, it's okay. It's no problem. You want to give the person an out. It's no problem. Yeah. But I would sincerely appreciate a kind courtesy and an opportunity to keep this relationship intact for future reference. And what you're trying to do in a tactful way is say, are you, is this really the reputation you want in the marketplace with candidates like me that you don't care and give it one last effort? Yeah. But I want to read something because Nick kind of second what you both were saying. Nick Swag, the director of talent acquisition, a great friend of ours at Collegium Pharmaceuticals. He said, Kamal, the first thing I'd do is I'd question whether the right, the company is the right target for you. If a company doesn't treat potential candidates with respect, you have to wonder how they treat their employees. If you think it's just a bad recruiter and the issue isn't a quote unquote company issue, I'd look for the talent acquisition leader at the company and nicely mention you've been reaching out to recruiter, you know, X and haven't heard back and realize they might not be the right contact. As a TAA leader myself, I want to know if candidates aren't getting the communication they deserve. So that's a great point because are you, when you say they aren't getting back to me, is it a one track communication to one person or you have reached out to multiple? If you haven't, now is the time to do that for sure. Yep. Great stuff. Yeah, you know, point, we, we haven't talked about your LinkedIn profile and how to attract people to you and, and optimizing that. We have in a few, uh, previous episode, which you can find anywhere you consume your podcast content, check out the MedTech Talent Lab. Look for the one of dialing in your resume and LinkedIn profile as kind of a next step to this. But before we wrap up, a couple things. Guys, thank you so much for your engagement here on LinkedIn. Any other questions, put them in here. We're going to address them right now. Tell us what you liked, what you didn't, what you agree with, you didn't agree with, what you want us to cover in future episodes. We would love to hear from you. Adam and Shannon, anything that we're not 
um, addressing that we should with the context within the context of this show today? I'm sure there's One a thing lot. I would say, yeah. Go ahead, Adam. Oh, I was just going to piggyback on something earlier in the conversation where let's be m- make sure you're dialed in, right? Because when I talk to candidates and they're like, "I've I've applied to 212 jobs in the last four months. I haven't. I've only interviewed." One. I'm like, "Are there really 212 jobs out there that one you think you're qualified for, and two that you would accept even if you were offered it?" And I'm I'm being very sensitive to, and I've been laid off twice. So I know severance is run out. I know savings are dwindling. I get it. With that said, don't just do the blast. And I know there's even some tech tech that will allow you to do that where you can apply to every, you know, you're like, I'll be a pizza delivery person and a CEO and, uh, and, 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 well, that's part of the, you're part of the problem. Why again, you know, somebody that actually is viable for this is one of 400 people that the bot or the person has to sift through rather than 37. So don't jam up the systems and, and really be dialed in one, like to what you said earlier, Mitch, then your value prop is so much ingrained in you when you have those interviews, you're, you're set up and two, again, being sensitive to the fact you need a job. Don't just take the next job because then in four months from now or seven months from now, I promise you, you're going to be in the same spot. You're just putting a Band-Aid on. So I understand the urgency, but still be thoughtful uh, about where you're applying and also what jobs you take you take on. Yeah. And I think I am assuming if you're listening to this, you don't uh, you don't apply and really have to look for jobs regularly. There is a skill set right. around it. So don't be afraid to reach out to resources, whether that's you know, your state's unemployment office, people, you know, like myself and and Mitch and Adam, you know, if you've got a recruiter that's helping you to find a job, you know, they can give you some feedback and some coaching on how to go about doing things and how, you know, you guys can pair together and and really help to move yeah. this forward for you because it is hard. It can be really discouraging. You know, you can be looking at your bank account numbers going, oh my God, I don't know. Um, yeah. But remember that you've got some great skills and it won't last forever. And I posted a content recently saying, hey, however you got your job on your own merit through your network, you know, whatever is going to likely be how you get your next job. So keep the faith that's out there. You know, it's tough out there. You know, I know this morning, Microsoft cut 10,000 people. Amazon was doing another round this week too. So I mean, I, I understand the urgency and, and certainly not trying to minimize it, but use, that's a great call, Shannon. Use the resources, use the state unemployment office, use those type of people that do this all day, every day that can think outside the box or see around the corner a little bit for you or provide you with resources that you hadn't thought of on your own. And I want to be a little bit more direct and in your face, so to speak, because I think it's important. If you've been laid off, this is your full-time job. Your full-time job is to figure out your direction that you want to go and what and exactly what you want to do and how you're going to get there. And the only person that this matters the most to out of anybody that's involved in helping you, the only person that this matters the most to is, is yourself. And so yeah. we can teach you strategies on how to do this and not necessarily rely on applying. Now, when I, I'll come back to them in a second. I am not saying don't apply online. Of course you can. That's an avenue. That's one avenue. It's not your only avenue. Your referral network is an avenue. Creating content or videos and adding value and having this ping pong of messages online with LinkedIn, uh, hiring managers or talent acquisition pros and scheduling conversations, that's an avenue. There's many, many pillars to your strategies. It is hard work. It is. But in my opinion, what's the alternative? To post, to send your resume to 100 companies and hope that somebody gets back to you? So it is hard work. And if if this resonates with you, the fact that we're sharing some strategies that you may not have heard before, but you're really not understanding concretely the ins and outs of how to do it, that's okay. That's okay. People like us are here to help you and we'll show you. Well, if you buy into it, that's half the battle. I can help. We are. We can help as far as showing you how to do it. But then also, please, 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 please take this advice. Don't 
take a full-time job because you're scared and you knowing full well it's not the right job. You're just going to create more headache for yourself. If you are on the vine for money, find a way to do some contract work on the side. There's plenty of organizations that need help on a temporary basis where you can leverage the opportunity to do contract work or go to a retail store and bring some income in that way, you know, a few hours a week, whatever, maybe while you're still doing your full-time job. I recognize that people need an income to support themselves and their family. That's not, I get that. What I'm saying is don't take a job two levels down from what your skill set is because you're nervous that the right job is not going to show up. I've seen it too many times. I see it now. And I saw it so much in 2008, 2009. And all those people that were VPs, SVPs, looking at director jobs, kicked themselves. They did. I know it for a fact. So- my two cents. Yep. All right, guys. Any other comments from uh, from LinkedIn before we wrap up today's show? And just as a quick reminder, check out the MedTech Talent Lab podcast wherever you consume your content. If you want to be part of these live sessions on Wednesdays, we'd love to have you. Send me a DM on LinkedIn or email me and uh, happy to get you into the group. But I'll give it one more minute here to see if anybody has any other thoughts. Even if you enjoyed today's content, we'd love to hear from you so we know that it did something for you. If you didn't, well, tell us that too, because we want to make it better. Um, but uh, looks like Shandon gets are... the complaints. Shandon's our complaints department. There you go. Yeah, you can you can send all your complaints directly to me. Great. That's or great. even if you if you guys have further questions that maybe might be a great topic for us to address in our next podcast, that's Please. also right. really helpful. Please. Sure. All right, guys, we're going to sign off. Thank you, Shandon. Thanks, Adam. We will be back same time next week, 11 o'clock Pacific, 2 o'clock Eastern. Thanks for listening to the MedTech Talent Lab podcast. For more content rich episodes, log on to theanthonymichaelgroup.com or subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform.